are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Bronze Gold. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. What's going on? How's it going? Everything is going good. How are you guys doing? Great. Couldn't be better. Good. Um, Everything is good on my end. Good, okay. good, good. Great. How was Christmas for everybody? Christmas was wonderful for me. Um, got a chance to get away with the kids and um, the fiance. And so it was really, really, really nice. Like I really enjoyed myself. I got what I wanted. So I was really excited about that. And oh, yeah, um, broke Ireland. And um, babe got what he wanted. Good. Not, not what you were talking about getting them um, last week. Wait a minute. I can hardly hear you in these. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, no, no. There's nothing wrong with your volume. I have to turn uh, oh. mine's up. Um, okay. I'm at Curlin's house, so I'm using his uh, stuff. And honey, you know, I got that military here, honey. Okay. So okay, I've been okay. needing everything <laughs> loud. Like, baby, what are we, what's going on? Okay. Oh, yeah, honey. Is that better? Just a bit, honey. He got it. Uh, it's, it sounds like everybody in 3D now. So, yeah, oh, okay. that's better. Yeah, I'm good to go. That's good, baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Miss Terrilyn Nicole, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was okay. It was the first Christmas uh, since my mom has passed. So I pretty, but my goal oh. was to just make it through and uh, just try to keep positive and I was able to do that so I'm grateful for that well, oh that's, that's real real good really yeah, good absolutely yeah. um, mine what? was good too um, I enjoyed my Christmas it was pretty relaxing um, which is rare for me uh, I it wasn't like I wasn't like running around like a chicken with my head cut off so that was <laughs> oh thing. you but wasn't I, no <laughs> I enjoyed my Christmas and I got a ton of stuff that I wanted and some stuff that I needed and you know didn't anticipate getting so yeah it was real good are you the type of person that are y'all the type of people that re-gift I no. never re-gifted but never? Um, <laughs> but I will tell you if I don't like the gift if I, oh like, wow I, I won't be, no, you don't I tell won't be somebody gift. you don't like their gift <laughs> yes <laughs> Because you are you serious? Listen, Danny, let me tell you, I am the bomb gift giver. Like, I will scope you out, I will stalk you, stalk your social media. <laughs> Don't let me find out you got a Pinterest. Like, I go above and beyond to try to get gifts that I know people like. So, if you give me something that I'm not feeling, I'm gonna let you know, like, in a tactful way. I'm <laughs> never like rude about it, but I'm gonna be like, oh. This ain't something that I would typically buy for me, or I don't wear this, or you know, I'm gonna let you know. Sure will. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe. So <laughs> if somebody gives you <laughs> something and you you looking at it and you're like, mm, what, what's this? That's how you like. How do you tell somebody you don't like their gift? You know what? Interestingly enough, my oldest daughter, like my kids send me the links to what they want because they don't want me even deterring by getting like a different color. 
So they send me the links and I go and get those exact items. For the stuff that I want, I'm pretty specific. We send pretty specific lists. Now, I'll send a list of a whole bunch of stuff so I won't know exactly what they're getting because they can pick anything off that list. But like the year before last, she bought me like um a bubble vest. And I do not wear bubble vests. So I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Like, that's not going to work. And she like, she said, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute so you was just like so what am I gonna do with a bubble vest that's the, yeah. so that's how you said it yeah and she's real sensitive so she's like mom I'm like oh. I, don't, I don't like that and she ended up taking it back we went to the store together and I just got me little Uggs instead because I'm like I don't wear that you know and I, I give good gifts give me a good gift wait a minute <laughs> so would you tell everybody or mm-hmm. is it like specifically with family like you know you no, you know you close to your family girl because i would be mad as hell <laughs> i got you so you'd be like like who the only people that exchange gifts with me are family and friends if you my friend i should be able to be honest with you and if you my family i'm gonna be honest with you so I mean I'm not gonna be rude about it, I, and I might even keep it. Like my best friend bought me a fondue maker for my birthday, and I'm she is a horrible gift giver. She always says that. So I know she struggled because she called me like, "Do you have an air fryer? Do you have this? Do you have a, a, a pressure cooker? I'm like, I have all that stuff." So she was struggling getting me something. So that probably was just kind of like a, oh, okay, I have to get something. But I was like, what am I going to do with a fondue maker? <laughs> what am I supposed so I'm She knew room. that you like to host parties and I get do. togethers and I whatever. Do. So fondue is always but I um, cute. And it's a romantic um, type of thing. You know what uh, I mean? I might use it Like eventually. you and your baker sit around with your little veggies on a stick and eat fondue. <laughs> cute. You know what? But no, it's Mr. like little sexy food. Listen. You can get you like little chocolate. Yeah, little we, and we have like a huge deck. So one day I do want to go out there with some wine and do some chocolate and some strawberries. And, and a charcuterie board or something. Yeah, baby, I'm the queen of charcuterie boards. So yeah. Are you serious? Have, listen. I I'm got gonna, some stuff I want you to add on yours, but I'm going to tell you about it after the fact because I don't need everybody stealing my stuff. And I do like chalk boards with everything on it. And yes, I, I love that type of stuff. So you're right. I will find use for it, but it's not something Thing I would have typically bought for myself, but right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm thankful. But Miss Terrell, I wouldn't. What about you? Do you re-gift? And, and no, would you I tell don't. somebody if you didn't like the gift. No, I wouldn't tell them that I didn't like no. the gift. I'll tell somebody else though, like somebody. This concrete rude ass. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't oh know gosh. about this. Whatever. Girl, I'd be like, word, that's how you feel. Mm-mm, oh, baby. God. So what if it was what if it was your fiance and he got you a gift that you wouldn't feel and you go, you go, you ain't gonna say nothing to him? Hell no, okay. I ain't gonna say nothing, girl. You don't say nothing until after you get down the aisle. Shit. You no. you let him get you the bad <laughs> gifts if that's what it is. Uh-oh. Girl, All right. I can't live like that. I can't live like that. I literally told my fiance, like, after the first year, I saw that he buys functional gifts. So, like, now every holiday, I'm like, oh, can I get your car so I can order my gift? Like, I'm just going to order what I want because I don't want you to buy me new tires. I don't want you to buy me a camera, a backup camera for my car. <laughs> I don't that stuff. Wait a minute. I like new tires. Uh-huh. I like uh parts and no stuff for my car. Gift? For a birthday gift, you know. Now, you if not. he wrapped it up in a bow and was like, hey, um, here here it is, then I probably would be like, bruh. Mm-mm. I don't mean 
but off as ungrateful. I guess I do sound a little spoiled, but I give good gifts. And I'm not, not you, concrete, not spoiled yeah. at all. Okay, I'm done. Mm. I'm gonna shut up. Mm-hmm. Well, um, she just wants a gift that she likes. That's all, and she's right, vocal about I, it. I'm telling you, as parents too, especially I'm a parent, so we don't typically get many gifts. I mean, I go above and beyond for my kids. Like, oh my gosh, you should see. I do a whole lot for my kids. So like, if they get me one or two gifts, like certain things, I'd be like, you can get these as add-on gifts, maybe Pandora charms or stuff like that. I'll say, you can get me these as add-on gifts. And I'm pretty specific about it, but I go above and beyond for my kids. Even my fiance, I got him really nice gifts like that I know he would like. And I spend you know, a nice little chunk of change. So it, my friends, I buy them okay. gifts, nice gifts. So I, I'm not like, you know, I don't want extravagant gifts, but I want certain things that I, I know I will like and I will use. I'm going to tell y'all this one quick story about how I broke up with a guy um, back in the day, right? So it was Christmas, around Christmas time. So I went out and... um I actually, I like, I bought him a polo jogging suit and it was like real. I didn't get like the fake ones and stuff off Facebook or anything. So I got him a polo jogging suit and I got him some cologne and um, there was this expensive liquor that he liked. So that stuff cost me like about $400, right? And we had an express. Now they took away the express in Jackson. So we don't have the express anymore, but we had an express store, but I loved express. So um, express would have these little cute holiday dresses, but um, you know, after a while they have like stuff on sale from the summer or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I remember going to express and I remember it was this white dress that I saw and I was like, Oh, this dress would be cute for the summer. And I was like, it was on sale, but um, certain things I won't shop for in the wintertime. And I'm just, you know, it was just one of those things. It was like, oh, it's cute. It'll be cute for the Mm -hmm. summer, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. So now the guy and I didn't go out a lot, but he was saying that he had all these bills. Um, He had this, that, and the third to take care of. And he told me that he would make it up to me for Christmas. Right. Honey, Christmas Day comes and I'm excited as all hell. Like I was ready. Like I was really ready. I was excited. Mm-hmm. And he gives me this bag, like this, you know, little gift bag. And I give him my little big gift bag. And I'm thinking like, okay, what's, I'm wondering what this is. Honey, I opened up bag. the dress. Listen, I opened up the, I opened up the bag. And it, the dress was like, I think the dress was even cheaper the day I went in the store and looked at it. And I want to say he was in the oh, mall wow. that same day. So I know he had spent about $14, $15 on that dress. And <laughs> I told him to give me my shit back. And I took Talk it back to, to the <laughs> store and got my money back. And I broke See, up with he him. he tried it. Uh-uh. Babe, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I have to be nice that, about it. No, I, I was I was mad. I was like, oh nah, dog. It's not it's not that type of party. Give me my money, give my stuff back so I can go get my money. And mm, I, I, yeah, I would have been upset about that. Yeah. yeah so I, 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 I can't say that uh you know, some somebody was like, Well, it's it's the thought that counts. 
And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. You know what? I'm trying to hear that. Thought that counts my tail. I really am not trying to hear that. Because, and I don't like, you, we don't have to compare receipts. You know, if I spend, you know, $700 and you spend, oh, $500. Okay, if, as long as it's something that I like. But at the same time, you know, just like $14. Come on, seriously. Like you didn't even try to put any thought mm. into it. You really just kind of. Girl, oh, no, he said he had put thought into it. But, you know, he just thought it would be something that would have been cool. Um, it would have been something that I like. But I'm like, uh, nah, dog, you you ain't going to $15. And I spent about yeah. a good about 500 good 500 dollars on him four or five hundred dollars no. so i'm like give me my stuff back yeah that's yeah i did i took this shit right back to the store and i bought me something nice for right. christmas okay. day year so um <laughs> yeah i i was like nah dog not here um <laughs> like what 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 oh and you know um when i finally like we ended up talking about it like a long time like after after it happened and he was like you know i was just um, I was on some BS and I was like, yeah, um, cause nah, dog, I wasn't gonna go. But anywho, let's get off into yeah, this interview. To, exchanging our pleasantries and talking about Christmas. Um, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> in a good holiday festive mood. So I think we're going to have a good show. But before we get into it, we want to let our special guest, Miss Carolyn Nicole, introduce herself. And then we're going to get off into the discussion. Yes. Okay, you guys. Um, my name is Carolyn, but I pretty much go by Nicole. Um, I am the creator of a group whose members I absolutely love. If you are a part of the group, you would know exactly why that is. Um, the group is called Most Eligible Bachelor, and it is sponsored by my business, Bronze Gold Boutique. So you can go to Facebook to join that. We would love to have you. Yes, and I'm going to have to get the link so I can post your group down in the chat. But, yes, honey, lit, 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 <laughs> lit. <laughs> but what made you decide to, uh, what made you just decide to start a group like that? Okay, well, for one, I'm from Louisiana, uh, mm-hmm. but I moved to Texas, uh, the Dallas area, DFW. And okay. I tried for some years to do the dating thing here. And it's like the men were just completely different from what I was used to. Um, I could not mesh with them at all. So I can't give me some, some examples of like what you mean by um, completely yeah, different. What were you coming across oh. that was so different? Oh, God. Okay. Um, to be honest with you guys, I come ac- I came across a lot of black men who weren't necessarily proud to be black men. Uh, oh, wow. so that yeah, that that discouraged me. That was something new that I had to deal with. And uh, you know, the men in Louisiana didn't have that vibe with them. Also, a lot of argumentative men, I'm used to women being argumentative. And you know, the men where I come from, if you start confrontation with them or you're, you know, argumentative with them, they they will do almost anything to to get you to to stop the argument. They immediately want to resolve conflict. Uh, here, I found that more so, and this is not the stereotype, 
everyone here. This is just my personal experiences and what I came across. But I came across a lot of men who were extremely aggressive and they were really confrontational and negative. They uh, did a lot of belittling and insulting. I mean, this is within three minutes of conversation. You're insulting me. You're belittling me. And I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. So I got that a lot for a couple of years. And I was like, okay, I can't do this. Um, I need to date outside of the state. So I, right. So I tried to do that, but it was kind of hard because, you know, a lot of people don't want to date someone that lives far. They don't, they're not too fond of long distance relationships. So the thought for the group uh, came into play. And also it was a way for me to get my business out there to women as well. I had just launched my business. Um, I needed clientele. I needed uh, people who were interested in fashion in the same way, in the same light that I am. So why not kill two birds with one stone and get this thing popping? Let's get this going. Let's see how this turns uh-huh. out. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I have a question for you. Being okay. that um, that's you know you gave us the background regarding what prompted you for what prompted you to start the group. Um, it's mm-hmm. a two part question. Number one is, does the group solely focus on well uh, the premise of the group was it solely to focus on black men and the other part of that is had you considered um looking to dating men outside of the black men that you were interacting with and and, and encountering okay so of course being that i am a black woman uh the group would be a predominantly black group However, it's open to people of color in general. Uh, In regards to my personal preferences on the type of men that I date, I prefer black men. And as long, but um, as long as you are a person of color, then I can consider you. But my preference is always going to be a reflection of myself, which is a black man. Okay, okay, okay. I feel you. I'm, 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 the, I'm the same way as far as my preference. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Danny, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm uh, pull up the questions too. Okay. Um, have you had any matches in the group that has led to um, long-term relationships? Yes, we have had a match that actually led to a marriage as well. I believe that person oh. made their po- yeah. Uh, she made a post maybe, maybe about two months ago, mm-hmm. stating that her and her uh, new beau had gotten married. So I am aware of one marriage oh. due to most elder okay. bachelor. But we've hey. had lots of relationships. Now those relationships have some have come and gone. Some yeah. are still mm-hmm. happening. Uh, we've had a lot of matches. I-, I think, to be honest with you, that most of the matches that we've had have been very low key, and I may be the only person mm-hmm. that knows about those matches because the people, mm-hmm. the women, or the men are going to reach out to me directly. And you know, some people are very secretive people, and they don't want their business out there, and so they mm-hmm. will just make me secretly like, you know, thank you, I really appreciate you for 
you know, uh, getting this platform going, I was able to meet a nice young lady or I was able to meet a, a nice gentleman who treats me right. And if it wasn't for this group, I never would have met him. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I just want to thank you for that. So, yeah, there's been lots of relationships, dating. Uh, what's the other word? <laughs> Casual dating. Uh, mm. People just <laughs> traveling. Don't be that. Yes, people traveling to meet one another, even though they didn't establish a relationship, there was interest, uh, you know, that basically caused two people to want to travel long distances to meet up with each other. So, yeah, we've had a lot of that. A lot of people right. aren't aware of it, though. I think um, my group is most known for um, <laughs> pettiness, uh, <laughs> we like yeah. as well. It is a very versatile group, and just because we entertain ourselves doesn't mean that behind the scenes people aren't making those love connections because they are. Mm. Mm. Well, you know what? I first off want to give you kudos because you don't see too many, especially too many, uh, you know, women-led groups that are highlighting the fact that there are some, you know, good eligible bachelors. It's, you know, Black men as good eligible bachelors, um, mm -hmm. especially ones that focus primarily on our demographics. So first off, just coming up with something where you're highlighting, you know, Black kings and their eligibility is dope in and of itself. Um, but you. I wanted to know that um, being that the group is a, you know, that you have a variety of different topics in the group um, and it, you know, it's not strictly focusing on like the dating and mating aspect, even though that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, do you tend to see uh, quite a bit of drama that kicks up in the group? We have drama on a daily basis. I don't even know if the word daily is an accurate reflection oh. of the type of drama that we have in most eligible bachelor. It is extremely entertaining to be in this group, which is why people don't believe that connections are being made because the entertainment aspect of my group is just extremely, extremely dramatic. Uh, would uh, would you say there's more conflict versus people that are actually trying to make love connections? What do you mean? Like, okay, um, there of course there's an entertainment factor, but you have people that like they're not really interested in anybody. Um, basically coming there to keep up shit. Um, versus people that are actually like, look, I really want to meet somebody. I really am trying to date people. I honestly, just from what I see personally, I really think it's more people in the group that are looking for a mate than okay. people who come in there strictly for entertainment. Now, I do, with that being said, a lot of people are discouraged due to the entertainment factor, and that is pretty much the priority, what it was seen in the group. Uh, so that mm. discourages people and kind of makes them feel, it kind of takes away their hope. Like, oh, I came in here thinking that I could meet someone and, you know, this uh, group is really, really good for laughs, but I don't think it's really good to find a mate because the men and the women in the group are constantly bickering. Now, mm. let me say this as well. When I first started the group, um, 
I had a lot of time to hand pick the members. I hand pick mm. a lot of males. Mm. Uh, let me just say men. Let's not get into that. And I mm-hmm. have handpicked a lot of women as well, okay? So I was able to kind of just gauge these people as far as what is your occupation, uh, what type of post do you make on Facebook? Because regardless of what anyone says, that is a direct reflection of your mentality. What you post, mm-hmm. what you write, right, what you right. say, what's your commentary? What do you comment on posts? That tells a lot about the type of person that you are and so i was able to go through you know with a fine tooth comb and choose different members that i wanted to be in the group and during that time there were more connections made during that time period now i also my objective was also to build my group as well and that's where the problem comes in because you have a couple of different hundred people that are being added every day. So it only takes one uh, person's energy to come in and completely change the dynamic of the group for that day. So if you have a new person that's joining the group and then you have this, this troll that has joined the group on that same very day and they're ruling the group in that moment, then that new member mm-hmm. who joined the group, what is their perspective of my group going to be? It's going to be according to what you see, how long you've been in the group, okay? So with the group constantly mm-hmm. growing, it's constantly changing, so I can't dictate what you take from it or what you see. I've been in it since it first started, so I have seen the group evolve uh, negatively and positively. Well, how long have you um had the group up? It's been at least two years. Now, okay. we did go through a period where we got shut down for about mm. a month or so. And then we also went through a period where we went through several periods where we were on punishment. Because, like I said, we are a group who likes to entertain ourselves. So, yeah. uh, during those I times, we didn't have... Well, what no, did go ahead. I'm sorry. That they don't over-police in the group. That, you know, even though, you know, the direction of the group has, you know, shifted. And I kind of enjoy that. I hate to be, like, over-policed. Like, you know, every little thing. It's like, you can't do that. You know, there's a long list of of, uh, group rules. And, you know, I I don't like over-policing because we're all adults. So that is, like, an enjoyable aspect of the group to me. Right. And that's a direct reflection of my personality. Like, I'm not going to just hover and micromanage. I don't want to do that. We're all grown. If I feel like you can't adjust mm-hmm. and adapt to the environment that, that I have set forth in the group, then we'll just remove you and we'll keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so would you consider yourself like a modern day matchmaker? No. Mm. Yeah. So even though um, you created a platform that where matchmaking can take place, you wouldn't consider mm-hmm. your you don't like I guess have an active role in make you know matching making it happen. Yeah. No, right. absolutely not. And I actually think that's very wise that I take that step back because that can hold you accountable to some things that later on you may not necessarily want to be accountable for. Okay. Yeah, that's so, true. 
You know, you don't know who these people are. And that's why I took a very careful consideration with the name most eligible bachelor. A bachelor is an unmarried man. Okay. Uh, A lot of people take issue with the fact that there are people in the group who are in relationships. Okay. So how many times have you met someone who has told you that they are single and that they are not involved with anyone only to find out months later that this person is engaged or Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Exactly. So I don't have time to figure out and to battle what you have going on. Okay. You know, if you're not, if you're not married, then you are welcome to the group. That is the definition of a bachelor. Uh, Also the word eligible. Eligibility Mm. that is subjective. That is based on you, what you find eligible. Um, I don't have any kids. Therefore, if I meet a man that has five kids, you are not eligible to me. Okay. That is not a judgment. Mm-hmm. That is just what what is my own standards, you know? Yeah. You're not eligible uh-huh. to me. So right. that is different per every person. You choose who is best for you. I have given you the platform. What you do with it is what you do with it. And I don't want to step over boundaries. I don't want to say, oh, I think this person will be good for you. Who am I to say this person may be good for you? And six months down the road, what if they try to kill you? Then you're going to come back at me like you said this person was good for me. No, I'm not putting myself in that situation. So I've given you the platform. You do with it as you will. Mm. Very, very smart. Thank yeah, you. that is um, because you do you wouldn't want to be accountable. Things, are, you know, a lot of most a lot of relationships aren't going to um, succeed. Um, and then, you know, you, you go through things in life. So, I, you know, I, I totally understand that. Um, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. what mindset would you say that you see um, in your group? Um, are women more like pick me's, um, versus, uh, <laughs> let's say the sisterhood, or would you say that it's more, would you say there's more pick me's or more women that would be considered sisterhood? Yeah. Kind of tied into the sisterhood or have like a westernized ideas and maybe hold maybe more feminist views. Yeah. It is basically a group of all different walks of women which is probably why we have the drama that we have because everyone has a different mindset and some people don't understand or want to respect another person's mindset that is different than their own uh i love the fact that everyone is different so yeah we do have pick me's i see it and i also have to be very careful uh and i've learned this is something i've had to learn since uh, creating the group is sometimes I just really need to shut up. My opinion, I'm an extremely opinionated person, but having this group has taught me that my opinion is not always warranted. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that due to the fact that I am the creator of the group, my opinion will be taken in a different light than someone else's opinion. It yeah, will be a little more. more sensitive. Exactly. And the person will be a little bit more sensitive 
to what I say because they're going to think, oh, well, she doesn't like this. She doesn't like that. Does she not want me in her group when I'm nowhere near that? I respect yeah. all walks of life, all different mentalities as long as it isn't a disrespectful mentality. So, yeah, we have women who uh, some would consider uh, a pick me. We have women who are extremely independent and, you know, want to be thought of in their own light. We have all different types of women, all different types of men. Would you say there's, well, um, so I, I, what, I, what I would say is what I've noticed with the men online is that a lot more men are adapting um, something called like a red pill ideology. And that's basically recognizing um, female nature in my opinion, or accepting the truth about people, life, whatever, in general. Um, everything isn't sugar and spice and everything nice. But I've noticed that a lot more men seem to be adapting that ideology. What do you think about that? I'm not familiar with the red pill uh, ideology. I haven't heard anything about it, to be honest with you. So I Well, really you remember... So just to give you guys a little bit of background, mm -hmm. um, some of us here on YouTube actually came from a lot of the same Facebook groups, mm -hmm. but you know how we had gender wars on Facebook, on Facebook, and it seemed like a lot of those guys had, um, a, a lot of them had similar ideologies, um, just like they do on YouTube. YouTube, I think they gave it a name and the name was Red Pill, but it's like men um, fighting for men's rights and saying that um, you have certain laws that are geared, like basically the marriage laws, um, divorce laws, uh, child support, child custody laws are basically going to be more favorable toward women. Um, not a lot of people advocate for men's rights. And so uh, red pill is to make people more aware of men's rights. Uh, you know, um, you have some men that will go to court, they'll get screwed. Stuff like that. What do you think? Or do you have an opinion about it? Hmm. That's a touchy subject. Pretty much go either way. I think um, I would probably be more comfortable giving an opinion based on an individual basis. Yeah, of what the scenario is versus just in general, because every situation I would I would need to hear the situation first before I'm gotcha. able to speak on that. Right. Well, I have okay. a question for you. Um, speaking of, you know, the, the gender divide um, there being that, you know, you have a group in which you can see the interactions between men and women and kind of the, you know, male um, opinions versus the, the the female in the groups and they're, <laughs> them stating their opinions. And they're a lot right. of times on op opposite ends of the spectrum. And we've seen like a drastic decline in marriage rates and an uptick in divorce rates. Do you think that the gender war or the divide between men and women is impacting dating and mating in the 21st century? um why or why not absolutely like any okay when it comes to gender wars this is pretty much how i look at it from my perspective it's no different than a relationship that you would have between the average woman and the average man okay um 
one party feels like they have been wronged or they have been hurt. The other party feels exactly the same. And so you see bickering. There's no conflict resolution. There's no understanding. There's no wanting to understand the others, the other party's mentality or perspective because you don't feel like your own perspective is being acknowledged. You're so caught up in the emotions of Good it point. that you're just trying to get across what you feel, how you've been hurt, what has been done to you. So, and, and me being a human being as well, if I'm trying to get my point across and I feel like this other person isn't listening to anything that I'm trying to say, then what makes you think I'm going to listen to what you have to say? First, you need to, you need to understand what I'm saying so that I can understand what you're saying. And I really feel like it's really just that simple as far as acknowledging the other party's pain. I think we get so, so caught in the group, up in trying to deliver our own points that we don't right. hear out the other side. We're so focused right. on, but my point is this, you know, we kind of shut down from hearing what the, the point that the other side may be trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just sit back and watch it because like I said, I have learned to kind of keep quiet in regards to most of my opinions and so I'm able to sit back and just see this side, say what they have to say, this side, say what they have to say. And pretty much if you really just think about it, pretty much saying the exact same thing. And that has created a distrust on both sides and the wall has been built in the middle. So I feel like in order to remove that barrier and to lower that wall is to not respond to be right but to Mm. listen and attentively listen to what the other party is saying to you and try to understand their perspective regardless of whether you respect it or or feel that same way or not at least try to understand where this other person is coming from and i feel like if you do that more than likely you'll receive the same type of treatment from the other party Good point. Okay. I agree. Good point. Um, so let's just say, and I and I got this question from um Kevin Samuel's page. I saw it on his community tab earlier, and I thought it was a really good question. Um, and it said, if the gender war is over, who which gender should make the first move towards the peace table? I think both genders should. Mm, neither gender is i mean we've we've all none of us are perfect we're not perfect that's me halfway meet in the middle right so let me hear what are you saying what is your issue with me what is your issue with my gender what do you feel like we have done to you now if that's something that i am guilty of then i can be a woman and say okay in the past i have done that And I did realize that that was wrong and how that may have affected the other person. I apologize for that. Okay. And if it's something that I, that I've never been guilty of, then I'm, I can't 
apologize for something that I've never done. And I feel like in some situations you will have women that say, oh, well, I'm not that type of woman. I've never done that. And then the other party is like, oh, you're lying. Yes, you did. All women are this way or most women are this way. I don't understand why I can't take accountability. And then it just goes on and on and on from there. Like I said, I just really feel like if you just seek out to understand what the other person is saying versus trying to be right in the situation, then you'll have a completely different outcome. Mm. I would agree with that. You know, I I saw somebody in the chat type something that was pretty interesting, and he was saying, I don't even know who, but he said like um, men should you know stay clear of dating apps. Now, personally, I've tried mm-hmm. dating apps. I'm not a huge fan of dating apps, but I think mm-hmm. a platform such as yours and or, you know, different social media outlets, kind of you have the benefit of kind of seeing how that person thinks. You can kind of like watch them um, without them knowing that you're watching them and pay attention mm-hmm. to their mindset. So I think it's more of a benefit than meeting somebody out in the streets do you personally think that you know using social media to date and mate um you know it is more beneficial than um you know meeting someone out and about of course if you're meeting someone out and about typically you're going to meet their representative before you meet right. the person behind the mask good right. question uh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I feel like, okay, so yes, dating apps and social media has a bad rap uh, in terms of dating, but it kind of depends on your mindset um, and how you are scrutinizing the individual. What are you looking for? Are you paying attention to the red flags that are thrown to you? Uh, because I do. And since I do, uh, dating on social media has been beneficial to me. Not beneficial as far as that's how I met my partner because I met my partner at work, but as far as eliminating people who were not good for me, I feel like I was able to do that and go through that process a lot faster online mm. than I would in person. So, I mean, that's a that's a positive too, the fact that I am able to do the process of elimination and get you out of the way so that I can be closer to what I want as opposed to what I don't want in a partner. Okay. Um, do you think the group has had a lot of problems with catfish? I wouldn't say a lot of problems. We have a lot of catfish, but uh, we pretty much have a lot of investigative personalities in the group. So as soon as you come in with the foolery, someone is on it, okay? And we have found out very quickly that you are not who you say you are and we are able to eliminate that uh that problem expeditiously, as TI said. Okay. Okay. Um in your opinion, do do women still want to get married? Do most women want to get married? I would think most women want to get married. I would think most of them do. But I also feel like there are a lot of women who don't want to get married. And I feel like that is perfectly understandable. And I feel like those women get looked at and treated as if something is wrong with them. At one point, I was one of those women. I didn't see the... the uh, a marriage benefiting me in 
any type of way. I mean, it benefit me, but I just see, I saw it as more work than mm. anything. You know, it just was more work to me. Um, I personally feel like marriage may benefit men more than women, but that's just my personal take on it. Why do you feel like that? That's interesting. Yeah. Elaborate, please, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe back in the day, you had uh, couples and marriages where the woman stayed at home and the man went out to bring home the bacon. These days, uh, modern women are doing the exact same thing as that man is, okay? You're working a full-time job, well, guess what? So is she. But it never has, that didn't take away from the duties of what people feel like a traditional wife should do. She should still cook. She should still clean. She should still tend to the children. She should still do laundry. Uh, she should still help the kids with homework. And I'm not saying that men don't do that as well. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that that is primarily a duty for a woman. So even though now she has entered the workforce, she still has those duties that she must tend to. And that's a lot of work because, I mean, that's a lot. If I'm going out and I'm doing the exact same thing that you're doing, you're working eight hours a day or 10 hours a day and mm -hmm. I'm working eight hours a day as well. So what, you get off and what do, you, what, what do you do? You take out the trash and you get to sit down and watch TV. I still have a whole full-time job to do. I have to make sure this house is clean. I have okay. to make sure this laundry is done and that it's folded. Let me tend to the kids. How was your day? What are you doing in school? And like I said, I'm not saying that men don't contribute in the same way. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the primary duties of a wife, they still, a woman is still held to those standards, even mm. though she could be out working a full-time job. And she may, like myself, I work a full-time job and I own a business as well. And oh, I run wow. a full-time group. So if I did have a child, how? where would this energy come from? Because I'm beat now. Mm, just doing what I do. So, I mean, that's just mm -hmm. me. And that's just how I see it. I also yeah. feel like your perspective is going to have a lot to do with how you were raised. What was your upbringing? What did you mm -hmm. see in your own personal household growing up? And a lot of people want to take offense to that when it doesn't have a thing to do with you. How I grew up in my household doesn't have anything to do with you. Just understand that due to the fact that I was raised this way, I'm going to expect A, B, C, and D. Okay? And oh, you wow. don't have to feel a certain type of way about it. If that's something that you don't agree with, then you go out and you go and find the woman who was raised in a way that's similar to you. And you take that woman and you go on and you make a life with her. But don't come and look at me and try to rock, uh, mock and ridicule me for, for what I think 
or mm-hmm. what I feel or what I expect out of a man just because I grew up and saw this in my household. I don't mm, feel like I should be ridiculed yeah. for that. You have just like I, I glanced down a second ago and I saw mm-hmm. a guy that had a question and he said, Are there women in the group that want coffee dates or that find that acceptable? Absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna get to I was gonna get to that um in just a minute. Um, we got a super chat. Um, shout out to Kev, um, long live the habitual line step. This is my brother. And um, shout out to Smarkitech Man. He says to give a percentage of who does or don't oh, want to be married like and how many you. women do we think or d- does miss Terrellyn think uh wants to be married versus how many do you think don't ha- uh, have a desire to marry mm, maybe 75 percent of women do and this is approximate versus that 25 percent who don't want to be married Okay. And w- what would you say um, in regards to the men? Um, 75% don't. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's probably like 100% do. We're going to get out of there. <laughs> right. Maybe with men, I would probably say 90% of men want to be married versus. Wait, what? Repeat that for the group. Now, one, wait, one, wait, one. Wait, wait. I was thought you was gonna say 90% don't. 90% do men want to very well be married. Now, the issue with men is what age do you want to be married? Mm, That's the yeah. issue with men. Have I fulfilled and done all of the things that I want to do before I marry this person? I don't feel like it's a lot of men who don't want to get married. I've never really met a man who said, I don't want to get married. I don't think I've ever met one. The issue is always, when do you want to get married? I don't want to get married until I'm in my 40s. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Have you you ladies ever heard of like um, being proximate um, to certain men? You know, so they I've heard that men will marry like the woman that's in their uh proximity. Have you ladies ever when heard they're that? Ready. So yeah. somebody he met two months ago, but now he's ready to marry and you stay with him for 10 years and he wasn't ready. So right. Yeah, Have I'm you ever heard of that term? Yeah, but I mean from my own personal experience, I don't think that the reason for that is convenient. I feel like Mm -hmm. this, and this is probably going to hurt some feelings, and this is exactly why I have learned to shut up in my group, okay? (laughs) You can hurt feelings over here. I don't want to hurt feelings. They're thick over here, honey, and they they don't mind hurting them back with y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. This is a special group. All right, so let me come real real right here, all right? Men (laughs) are creatures of convenience okay so they can stay with a woman and find benefits in this woman oh yeah she's a cool woman she's a good woman she's beautiful she cooks she cleans uh she's a good woman she's smart she's intelligent blah 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 with all that being said that doesn't necessarily mean that man feels like that is the right woman for him So when you have relationships 
that, and this is not in all situations, okay? So let me throw that out there. But when you have situations and relationships where the uh, the man has been with the woman for 10 and 15 years, I'm sorry. I don't really, I don't think that that's, that he wants to marry that particular woman. I feel like he is just content with her. He finds security in her. It doesn't mean he doesn't love her. Okay. He can very much so love this woman. But still, what is holding you back from marrying this woman is because really and truly you kind of know that that's not the person for you or she she still lacks qualities in a woman that you want and a woman that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So when you see a man that's been with a woman for 10 years and he leaves her, he goes off and he gets with this woman for six and he marries her, it's because he doesn't feel like he's settling with that particular woman. She has what mm. he wants. She fulfills him and whatever type of needs he feels like he needs to be with someone for the rest of his life. And that's just how I feel about it. I've seen that happen too many times yeah. to think otherwise. Now, I don't think I can argue with that. And I think you articulated your reasoning why very well. And um, I think that there's some truth to a lot of truth to what you were saying. Uh, we got a super okay. chat, but it was something that you said that I do want to touch on after um, the super chat, which we got from O'Shea Lennox. He says, okay. women today will not even marry Superman. Well, I don't know about that. Mm. Okay. Um, I do think <laughs> that when, going back to your earlier commentary about, you know, marriage being kind of an uneven deal where it benefits men more. I think that as people, that it's important to um, to ensure that your relationship uh, and um, you know whatever you enter into is you know equally beneficial to you. So if that means that you know you share the household duties, you know, fifty fifty with your partner. Um, so be it. If that means that, you know, you make more money. So, you know, your partner um, does more of the household duties because that's what works for you and you work longer hours. And, you know, right. then I think that your relationship should be what you make it. Now, personally, right. I'm extremely domestic. So I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm traditional, like, uh, get out my kitchen, you know, type of um, attitude. <laughs> okay. But I do understand, you know, it is yeah, difficult when you work outside the home 40, 50 hours a week and then you're coming home running after kids and, you know, uh, the men in this space like to downplay how much a woman has to do. Oh, well, she has a dishwasher. You can use the crock pot. You know, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they make it seem like, oh, you do is throw the kids in the bed. You come home. You throw the clothes in the washing machine. They take themselves out. You don't fold anything. I'm trying to tell you. That's how they act. Yeah. Honey, you ain't chasing kids around, changing diapers, making sure clothes are ready. Yeah, honey. Uh, but back in the day, you used to have to wash clothes out by their hands. Wait a minute, New says some of y'all boil uh, burn boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know nothing about that, baby. I don't know nothing about that. Oh God! It was called being a wife. <laughs> well, y'all need to reassess those duties because some women ain't going. They like y'all want too much, you know. So I mean, yeah, I respect it. Yes. Um, what we were getting ready to do 
<sighs> Take a deep breath, Carolyn, because no, we, no. we get ready to open up the panel, honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> we open up the panel. Y'all know to come up and keep it respectful because we ain't having no nonsense. We want to make sure that we're talking one at a time and being respectful and we run it uh a um you know functional panel so y'all know what it is like don't come up act like y'all got some sense but act like y'all got some home training <laughs> yeah while danny's dropping the link i have one final question for you um being that we're in the problem you know we're coming up on a new year 2021 um what is your vision for your group and um you know what mm. what is what's next for your group i want my group to continue to grow but i also want to focus on balance in the group okay i want people to mm -hmm. feel like your voice is being heard but i don't want it be the battle of the sexes that it's trying to turn itself into i'm going to have to figure out a way to simmer that down because mm -hmm. it's it's really becoming too much at this point um so that's pretty much going to be my focus but i do want to continue to grow the group and i want to uh, people to continue to make connections and uh i want to continue enjoying it as well i mean it's complete entertainment for me i absolutely love the group on my hardest days when i don't laugh or don't smile at all i go into my group and i am definitely going to give a smile. I am definitely going to laugh at something and I am completely grateful that I have that in my life to turn to. That's dope. Okay. I love to hear okay. it. Now I have one last question. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be some bullshit. Here we um, go. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say black women's greatest problem is? Black women's greatest problem? Mm-hmm. And, and, and for black men, because it's black men and black women, but what would you say the biggest problem is as it pertains to mating, mating and dating? Enabling. 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 I didn't expect that. Can you, you give it? <laughs> <laughs> Enabling you. bad behavior. Rewarding bad behavior in your partner and still expecting a different outcome. And I am guilty of it as well. That is something because our emotions rule over logic in most women. Now, some women, when you mature, you're able to turn it around or find some type of balance in that. But I think for most women, that is going to be uh, a challenge for us because we are emotional creatures. So even though someone may be treating you in a way that is undeserving, your emotions can cause you to still to not, I don't want to say punish because it's not a punishment, but discipline. Uh, you can only be treated in a way that you allow someone to treat you. So if you, if someone has done something to you that is unfavorable, disrespectful, or anything of that nature, 
and you turn around and you reward them for said disrespect or said behavior that you don't approve of, then what type of outcome do you really think you're going to get from this individual? Let's understand that we have to sacrifice our own emotions to get what we want at a certain point. Sometimes you're going to have to sit there and cry it out and because in order to discipline this other person and teach them you don't treat me like that, you're going to have to, to sacrifice as well because you can't be around that person. You see what I'm saying? But right. women don't want to go through that phase Why? because it hurts. You just want to be around someone that you love and that you care about. So you don't go through the full extent of making sure that this other person understands what you did to me is completely disrespectful and it's unacceptable. And saying it out of your mouth means absolutely nothing. You're going to have to show that person. And in order to show that person that, you're going to have to discipline yourself as well. It is a sacrifice on both ends and you must make it in order to let this person know you do oh. not treat me like that. And I feel like black women, probably women, just period, we we have a hard time doing it. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good answers. Like, like I said, I didn't expect that. Oh, that was a great cool. answer. So true, yeah. too. Very, very true. Um, first we have Chaos Rain. Hey Chaos, what are your what did you think of the interview and what's your question? Um, I have to jump down because I'm on Bluetooth and it's gonna be hard to hear. I'm gonna jump back and come back on. Okay, thank you so much. Um, O'Shea Lennox, welcome. What did you think of the interview and what is your question for Miss Terrilyn Nicole? Oh, good <clears throat> good evening. How are y'all doing today? Good, good, good. Oh, I, I do fairly well, fairly well. Thank the Lord. Look here. <laughs> now I caught I, I don't think I caught the very first part of the interview, but from what I did here, look at now this is more of a comment than an actual question, but the lady she does sound real balanced. And, and that is a fresh breath, a fresh a breath air in this in today's climate to actually hear a black I, I, a black woman that tends to be fairly balanced in in, in, in what she's talking about. But now, but now the other now let's look at the other thing. Now you keep saying um I hear a lot of people not necessarily her saying um something about marriage. But anyway, marriages 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 have decreased right along with the divorce rate. They have actually decreased. They're not they haven't actually went up. But here's here's one of my biggest Things about um, women, yeah, that's right. You asked the question, who wants to get married more? I think of some along that line. I'm gonna tell you, from what I've seen, men, and she's right, men are much quicker to get married than women. I, I look, I've seen it with my own eyes because of quite a bit of the women that I know, even so, with my family, they're not married. But the guys, most, the majority of the guys in my family, they've been married at least. <laughs> look, at least once. But I got look. well. Men propose, right, Ocean? Whoa, 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 whoa! Men can propose all day long, but they can't make the woman marry. So you now, think women just turning down male proposals? I know women are. I know they are. Because guess what? Uh, the large percentage of the women that I've talked to, I'm talking about talked to, not actually sexual activity with, but talked to. 
of age over the age of 25 that's never been married. You know, one thing that I found out most of them, most of them, if not all of them, knew of a guy, at least one guy, that they know that would treat them good, that they refused to marry him. I'm telling you, look, I have not ran a call. Maybe, maybe they have legitimate reason. I mean, I've I turned down a marriage proposal. I know other women have too. But, you know, sometimes you have a legitimate reason just because somebody But that still you. adds to his point. Um, but yeah. it always seems to me as though um, a lot of people have this fairy tale um, thought process in mind when somebody proposes marriage. Um, and it's like most men. And this is the crazy thing to me. Like most men feel like if somebody asks you to marry him, you marry him and you just go on and y'all run off right. into the sunset and it does not exactly go like that. But I keep hearing um, that kind of mindset from a lot of guys. Um, let me read this super chat. Shout out to Lord Commander. He said, you spoke of undeserving treatment. How do women react to undeserved treatment in the opposite way? How do women react to being treated too well. Um, thank you so much, mm. Lord Commander. Terrilyn, what do you think about that question? I think that depends on the actual individual. Uh, I love good treatment. I can't really speak for someone who doesn't want to be treated well because that is all I accept at this age. Now, I think a lot of people uh, feel like a lot of women don't like nice treatment because they turn down nice guys uh, and that they actually want to be treated disrespectfully or in a mean way. And I don't agree with that at all. I just feel like women want special treatment from the person that they're interested in. And if they don't have that interest in you, regardless of how well you treat them, they're not going to be appreciated on the level that, that you would like. Well, you, I, I'm sorry. I have one quick question that you just made me think of, Carolyn. Um, as it relates to sexual market value, so uh, basically how men value or evaluate women, do you think that women properly um, assess their sexual market value or do women overvalue themselves? So, for example, if we are looking at a number scale, and a man, you know, men in general may say on the scale, you are a six. But as a woman, I may say, no, I believe that I'm an eight. So do you believe that women overvalue themselves as it relates to, you know, their sexual market value? Absolutely. Is that an not. open question? Well, I'm at Terrilyn. And then as we go around to let everybody chime in, you guys can also um, respond to that. Okay. Uh, you I said feel, no. I said no. Absolutely not. I mean, who can tell me what I'm worth or what my standard is other than myself? You may feel like I'm not worth that, and that's fine. But I'm me. I'm the only person that's inside of this body. So the only person who really can determine that would be me. So I would say absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, Dennis, welcome to the show. What did you think of the interview and what questions do you have for Miss Terrilyn Nicole? Hey, what's up, y'all? Can y'all hear me uh, pretty good? Yeah, we can hear you. 
Yeah, so uh, shout out to the breakdown crew. Um, shout out to Miss Bronze Gold. Yeah, um, I actually didn't end up getting the uh, the very beginning of the interview, but uh, just like O'Shea Lonnie said, yeah, she sounds very balanced. She sounds very mature. Um, she's not, um, you know, on the extreme side of the spectrum when it comes to, like, you know, men and women. It, it, I think it was a really good interview. So one one thing that I'm not really understanding is, is I think a question was asked, uh, uh, essentially that was like, you know, who benefits more from marriage, men or women? And I believe she said men. And I'm trying to figure out how is it that um, men benefit more from from marriage than women do? Because essentially what was basically said was just the fact that uh, a married man just has easy access to sex. I mean, let's just be honest. But um I definitely don't think that a man benefits more from marriage than women do simply because he has a lot more uh, to lose. Um, and there was another, there was another thing. Oh, um, and I had to get some pushback to O'Shea Lonics because the reason why women aren't getting married is because um, they're being told that they don't have to um, like, you know, that, that, that's, that's been pushed for the past 10, 15 years. Like, you know, uh, you can do it all on your own. Uh, and and right. funny enough, I actually just went on a couple of, I actually just went on a couple of dates with um, women who are 37, no kids. Um, and they really do believe that they can have it all. They really do believe that like, you know, at 38, 39, 40 years old, no kids, um, you know, that they can literally just like, you know, uh, get off the, get off the, um, the, the happy go lucky, like, you know, train and literally just pick up a man. They, they really do believe that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I just fail to see how men benefit more from marriage than women do considering that, um, typically if the family falls apart, it's typically the man's response or the man, the man's being blamed for it. The man also has to make more money when he, when he has a family, because he has to support the family. Like, you know, there's a lot more responsibility that the man has to bring to the table when it comes to marriage. So, I mean, if she could provide me some pushback on that, I, th I think that would be good. But I, I just failed to see it, to be totally honest. Well, I don't necessarily want to give you pushback. I definitely understand your perspective and why you feel that way. And of course, my opinion is going to be biased because I'm a woman. So I walk in that every day. Um, I've had a lot of ex-boyfriends, let's just say that one cheated. Okay, I'm getting blamed for it because I am told that I need to do this or I need to do that to uh, keep your attention. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot that goes in that. I don't even think we have the time to really dive deep because that is a, a subject within itself. Um, so I'm going to say that I definitely understand where you're coming from and I can understand why you would think that being a man uh, would not benefit you as much in a marriage as a woman. Um, I think that we're well, both biased mm -hmm. in those in that way. Well, I think to be completely honest, um, we honestly talk about two different things. So we're talking about one, um, the workload in a marriage versus you know, and the the uneven workload can be looked at as a benefit to the male because in today's society, you know. Okay, okay, there you go. Uh, I could hardly hear you. Um, in in today's society, um, most women work outside the home and they work full time jobs because most homes rely on two 
uh, income. So yes, if mm-hmm. we're talking, just examining the workload, the work, women, you know, it, we can say that the workload is uneven in most homes, whereas the woman works outside the home and then she also tends to the children and, and you know, takes care of the home. Um, but if we're talking about like who has the greater burden, yes, that falls on the man. The man has the greater burden. If, you know, there's some sort of financial issues in the home, like the man is going to be the one that's judged or who's looked at to be the one to rectify that. So um, in addition, you know, asset wise, typically men have more to lose if the marriage goes south. Mm. Um, and shout out to Jerome Whiteside. I would say um, men benefit from marriage, but women benefit from divorce, if that makes sense. Okay, mm. okay, okay. Okay. Um, shout out to Lord Commander. Uh, he said, women today, either I get what I want or I will remain single. This typically includes an entanglement with a man she desires strong along forever um you know what Uh, and that 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 kind of brings me to another question Tara Lynn what would you say would you say um situationships are growing faster than real relationships like is there is it an even number Hmm. hmm Growing as far as what exactly relationships that eventually lead to marriage or just relationships? No, I'm saying like people getting in relationships versus people getting in situationships. Which would you say was people um, entering situationships and relationships? Definitely situationships. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, we have the blue blazer up here. Um. Blue blazer. Hey. I know this space. I didn't realize that was you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Thank you, ladies, for bringing me up onto the panel. Um, I am uh, uh, preparing myself to be vilified to all. So women, you're going to hate me, and men, you're going to hate me, too. Um, (laughs) And I I, I don't mind that. Um, If anyone knows me in my personal life, I'm a lone wolf anyway, so I could care less. But number one, when it comes to the... Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see the entire interview. Miss mm-hmm. um, Bronze Gold, I do appreciate you coming up here. And it is a fresh breath. Um, I like the women's perspective. Um, myself and my wife watch a lot of this stuff um, amongst the manosphere. And um, we tend to call it a bunch of crying men. Um, well, I do. Uh-oh. Um, okay. I, I personally, um, and I speak from the perspective of an uh, ADOS, foundational black, whatever you want to call it, black man in America. Um, And I often look at a lot of black men who go in this space and complain. And I'd be like, listen, man, y'all are, here's the problem, right? Black women run around saying they're unprotected, which is absolutely true and absolutely false. So when black women are running around saying they're unprotected, the 100% truth is that you are protected on the small scale, on the micro level, when it comes to being protected by, oh, if somebody does something, this man will run up and be. Is it me or did he go out? No, he I was just going to say that he did well. go out. 
Um, blue blazer. Well, you are protected. Is the same thing. Sorry. Blue blue blazer. You're actually fading in and out. So, um, because you sound like you were getting ready to get on a roll. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the cool. last thing I heard was you were talking about black women are protected on a micro level, but not on a macro level. Correct. Okay. So, so. on a micro level, if somebody gets it messed up, you know, I we gonna catch handle this in the streets, homeboy. I'm gonna beat that ass. Right. Whereas uh, in reality, and this 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 even goes back to the culture, because you as the woman will laud me beating that guy's ass as opposed to. Damn, don't beat that guy's ass. Call the cops on him. Get him arrested, because now he's going to have to deal with the fact that he's got to deal with court for months. And now he can't go to work. And this, that and the third. So there's an entire industry or a loophole. Now, often a lot of this comes from the damage that happened. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, because he sounded like he was about to go in. Um, yeah, I'm not there sure he is. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm having technical <laughs> difficulties with my internet. Um, but a lot of this comes from, like, for example, I'm what you call a mama's boy which is a terrible mm -hmm. thing. The black man who's raised by a single black woman. She couldn't teach me how to be a man. She's concerned now, how are you able to have such a strong uh, marriage that you have? Well, it took a lot of swallowing and, and seeing a lot of BS and realizing I don't want to be like said guys, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be like these guys who are out here not building, right? Then you have guys like us who blame the Pookie and Ray Ray. Right mm -hmm. now, you see me in a suit and tie. Everybody looks at me in a suit and tie and is like, "Oh!" And here's my soft-spoken voice. Don't nobody know that, you know, I'm big-time gangster disciple. I've been to jail, been shot five times, all that shit. Right. So I am that thug that you wanted, but back in the day, you know, that that attracted a certain type of female. Mm -hmm. So we have to realize this as in order the course correction, and this is why men are running at you, women. Because the course correction is like this. For example, let's use a Kevin Samuel. He tried to correct men, but unfortunately, the women were still going after future. And the reason you're going after, quote unquote, the local future is because physically he can protect you. Right. However, now what happens is, well, the men, we don't want to be like Kevin Samuels. We won't be like future. So hmm. correction is we are making the attempt to make the woman raise your standards so that next time, instead of me trying to be 50 Cent and getting mm -hmm. shot five times in front of my mama, I can try to be Kevin Samuels. And instead of getting shot, someone can give me a shot to open a fucking conglomerate. It's about the scale that we think on. And mm -hmm. in terms of the marriages, I heard the young lady say, you know, well, just because, so my question is this, because I've always wondered this. If you're in a relationship and a man proposes to you, and this is where men think, okay, you, you. Damn. He cut out. I, can't hear I know, right? And he was talking oh, about stuff um, Something interesting that he pointed out was that I do notice that um, men, specifically in this space, tend to 
um, want to push that women need to increase their standards as opposed to putting the onus on men for doing what they have to do. It's kind of like, well, if women will increase their standards, if women will just do this, it will improve the community as opposed to, you know, having men Mother out there for men let me, stand let up me in a leadership you. position. Go Let ahead. me school you on this. Only pretty women can increase their standards. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I mean, no, yeah, I'm only saying, pretty saying, women. What I'm saying when I say that only say, pretty like, women, women have standards. should increase their standards as it relates to mm. um, not wanting to deal with cookies and ray rays. If, if if we didn't have women that would be willing to deal with them, then maybe there wouldn't be so many cookies and ray rays. As opposed to putting the onus on men, the men that are engaging in this degenerate behavior or the men that are you know um leaving no this is the thing this is the thing so when you're talking about standards and potential so let's say you have somebody who is uh 44 um and they're a fry cook but they're in school for whatever uh let's say an engineering degree or whatever right but he's 44 Mm -hmm. and he's a fry cook at mcdonald's um, let's just say he had some hard times, whatever, whatever. A lot of men would encourage a woman to date him, but no, you have some men that would encourage a woman. Well, yeah, give him a chance, yada, yada, yada. But now, um, let's just say the fallout happens. He doesn't complete his degree. Um, he, he knocks you up. You then have a baby by somebody who doesn't have anything and who doesn't have anything going for themselves, but then they'll tell you, well, um, these other races of women will give men a chance at whatever they'll, um, love the black man. They're going to do whatever for the black man. Um, but our women, um, have all, they'll say our standards are ridiculous if we don't want that same dude. Well, I hear the double talk, but primarily the focus is that women need to do better. It, women, it, the, the, you know, the focus in this space is that the black community is in a state of peril. No, you're misunderstanding me. The oh, woman. no, no, no. We weren't. We weren't. We, um, yeah, we were saying that that's what you were implying. We're talking about some of the um, co- uh, commentary that the rhetoric here. Space. Yeah. Right. Oh, Let yeah, me read yeah, this yeah. super chat and then um, I'm going to I want you to uh, finish your point. Um, shout out to Lord Commander. He says a woman's desire for a type of man is a market force that men cannot ignore. If the future type men are getting the best women, men will follow suit um lord commander i think oh. that is a interesting point um point, i think but it, nobody's saying ignoring but that like a, a woman women correcting their standards or improving their standards isn't the sole thing that's going to fix the problems in the black community yeah um uh, it's interesting that uh, men will follow suit. I think they'll follow suit in certain aspects, but I get, I get, I guess. I well, get your point. well, hold on, hold on. Let me get in here because I, I, I think this is this is. What is going on with the men's audio? Y'all cutting us I out. Don't know, Child. <laughs> oh my bad, y'all. I'm, I'm is this the Roger report? Hold on. Oh gosh, no, not yet. But Rogers are probably around here listening somewhere. But uh, Dennis, you you can one of y'all can go. So I think, and yes, unfortunately. So here's what happens: it keeps and um. uh, um, Is that better? 
bronze gold actually mentioned this. We keep going tip for my hurt. Well, 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 my hurt. Here's why black women don't follow suit on black men. One thousand percent. Period. Buck breaking. Right. You got to sit there and see us get ripped the fuck apart, tarred and feathered, the strongest men in front of you. So what did that make you do? It's just like I don't believe in beating our children because that came from slavery. It came from you hopping in, saving my life, from being killed by the slave master whipping me to death. So that's why black women are the most adept at whipping their kid ass. Right? It's true. But in terms of how we can build ourselves, they about to call you Simpson in the chat though. Honey, he may not be a simp, but that microphone uh, <laughs> show is baby. Yeah, that microphone showing out. Did I did I blink out? I think stuff. I went to your... Yeah, well, she dropped her headphones. Try try again. Sorry. Go ahead, uh, Blue Blazer. Okay. Are are you guys able to hear me now? We yeah. can hear you, but you're probably gonna go out to all right. Let me take these headphones off. Hold on. Now I know for sure y'all can hear me. I'm just gonna hear the street sounds in the background too. Yeah, um, we can hear you good now. Okay. So here's the issue, right? So again, that bug breaking broke down an entire familial union. Until we are able to come together as a familial unit, um, nobody's gonna be any better. And we keep tit for tatting with pain and this, that, and the third. So here's the deal. Yes, at the end of the day, Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I give up. I give up. Baby, it's witchcraft um, going on around here now. Y'all I know. That, you know. And every time it's about me really about to go in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It is? The white man holding them back. I'm trying to tell y'all. Oh, um, my God. Dennis, maybe we'll have better luck with seeing if Dennis can get through if his audio uh, issue is corrected. Dennis, what you got on the topic? Hey, is that is that better now? Yes. Bottom of the barrel, I'm cool here. As opposed to realizing <laughs> that other men globally are not fucking with us. This is why the police um, keep fucking us over. This is why we keep, until we decide, you know what? I'm going to put my foot on the neck of these pookies and Ray Rays, which I used to be. Like I said, gang member, shot five times, been to prison, all that shit. I got shot five times in front of my mother three days before Mother's Day in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's the tray foe for anybody who sells drugs. So I'm not talking out of my ass. Now I work in insurance and financial services. I just rolled over a fucking $90,000 IRA two days ago. Right? So mm -hmm. I've increased myself instead of doing the same Pookie and Ray Ray shit. A lot of us are afraid to attempt to make something of ourselves, right? Now, here's what happens. As a married man, I get approached all the time by lesser quality black women, right? Why? Because they realized I've been vetted by a woman. So I'm obviously one who's going to go ahead and protect and provide. I obviously took an oath before God, if that's what you believe, oh. or an oath before the witnesses to protect and provide for this woman who is my family, who I selected as my family. So at the end of the day, everything again is going to fall on my head. And if you don't think black men that it ain't gonna fall on your head, fucking think again, because society is ran by men. 
And so the men of other societies are looking at us and they're looking at us disrespecting our woman. And yes, I get it. Trust me, it's a whole bunch of shit that the women do wrong. But guess what? We would sound like how some political people are crying about Donald Trump. Well, how you, you, you the head and you the HNIC. If you want to be the HNIC, the boss, the fucking king, then heavy is the head that wears the crown. And you got to take this shit the way it fucking is. Otherwise, go be a bitch boy. But unfortunately, in the bitch boys who are okay with being that. Um, I digress. I was getting a little emotional there. <laughs> you know what? From what I could hear that Blue Blazer said, he's going at good stuff. And I agree with a lot of what he's saying. And he is right regarding black men like you all can't complain about our society being a, a, a matriarchal society but uh, I, i'm wrapping up just one second Dennis. Uh, but at the same time you want black women to fix the problems in the society if, if black women come together to fix what's wrong with the society you don't think they're just going to hand it over and say here now we're ready for a patriarchy i think that men should step up in leadership positions and you know, do what has to be done in our society um, in order for things to get better. That does not mean that women don't have work that they also need to do, and that have you know a shit ton of things that they also you know need to focus on. But I think that men should be taking leading roles uh, for any change that needs to happen in our society. Um, and then I think it was, that was Dennis that was trying to be in. Well, before that, let me, let me read, read Jack Spade. Yeah, read the super chat. Uh, Shout out to Jack Spade. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Faye. He says, yes, give the short order cook a chance to date, but y'all turn around and create a child or children with the guy. Stop the mess. Um, Jack Spade, uh, you know, I, I can't disagree with that. I, I personally think that if a man is on his line, that he really shouldn't have time for dating and mating. And I think that oh, as a woman, you may see potential in that man, but let him reach his potential first and then go back and all at him. Mm. I, if I can, I want to speak. Is that better, y'all? I want to say something. Hold, hold on one second. Uh, let's get Dennis in, and then Chaos will, will um, have you in right after that. Go ahead, Dennis. We can hear you now. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not delayed, right? Not at all. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So I mean, uh, let's just let's just go back. Um, there was something that somebody said about. Um, I think it was uh, somebody said something about Pookies and Ray Rays while they're attracted to them. Um, a lot of guys also got to understand, or, or Pookies and Ray Rays, or women are attracted to Pookies and Ray Rays because they provide protection. Um, that's incorrect. Pookie and Ray Rays don't necessarily provide protection, but what they Physical do provide protection. is they provide that rush and that thrill. They provide that excitement that turns women on. And also, a lot of guys forget about this, too. A lot of Pookies and Ray Rays are really out here, like, you know, smoking weed, doing drugs and stuff like that. So you also got to remember when she actually hops on, on on board with Pookie and Ray Ray, um, like, you know, using drugs and doing Molly and smoking weed, that feels good to her. So you also got to remember that she's going to start associating those good feelings with Pookie and Ray Ray. And as a result, she's just going to keep coming back and coming back. And that's how a lot of girls end up being mm. getting addicted on Pookies and Ray Rays because to be honest, they just feel good around them. I mean, if you just smoke some weed, like, you know, I ain't going to go down that rabbit hole. 
Um, a but, lot of these intellects and hardworking men smoke to fire up when they got to work too. I'm about to say, bro, I'm waiting for my <laughs> weed man right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, but I, I think I, I, I gotta because because in it, because especially in the black community, like you know, there there have been a lot of people like you know saying like you know why they keep going for the poopies and the ray rays, and it's because again they provide that excitement, they provide that thrill that a lot of women just aren't getting with the stand, with the average man. That that's all I'm trying to say. Um, I think there, there were a couple other you. things too, but, uh, I, that's the main thing, but, um, let me, uh, I think, I think I got my mic issue, uh, uh, figured out. So let me, uh, let me, uh, drop back for a little bit. Thank you, Dennis. We appreciate you. Um, okay. and then I want to get this up chaos. chaos, go ahead and chime in. Yeah. To the lady, I'm Miss Brown's, um, goddess. I'm gold, bronze gold. Um, this group that you created two years ago, what's the average, like, you know, like how, how big is it, like numbers wise? Uh, we have currently 10,800 members. So there's no limit on the Facebook to how many people could join, am I right? No. Interesting. And I believe it's 10,800, it may be 11,800. Okay, well, from what I'm hearing from, this um stream so far it sounds like it's a well um fought off group and look like everybody's enjoying themselves and there's no and it looks like there's no restriction but it's balanced in a way so yeah I probably will check the group out personally you know I'm what not sure about the mate finding mates I don't know about that but if people enjoy themselves and you know conversating like being real yeah it wouldn't hurt and to be honest with you um miss um gold uh I think that's what the average Black people like it. They like to go to groups that are like this because, you know, it, it lets them express themselves, you know, and that's the key. You get me? Right. Um, you don't want nobody faking it. I mean, you might find some that will sit for the rocks, but overall, you know, it's a good look. You know? So I, I'll, I'll, I'll check the group out. Okay, great. We would love to have you. Well, Thank you. What group is this? I do. Uh, it's eligible. Is it the most eligible bachelor? Oh, oh, okay, I can't go. Okay, I can't go. You know um, what, Blue Blazer? I, I thought that's actually where you had got the link from. Where did you get the link from? Uh, it was in the chat. No, I mean, like, oh, are you subscribed to the channel? I didn't even know. Yeah, I'm oh. subscribed to your channel, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know. I, I know you be seeing me all over. The, it, I, I, like I said, I'm an open book, so I'm the same way on off Facebook, on Facebook, on live, YouTube. I'm not an internet nigga, so this shit is new to me. Like I was, so this is why when I when I talk about the Pookie and Ray Rays, and I actually want to address Dennis what you were saying. When I'm talking about the protection from Pookie and Ray Ray, I'm not saying they feel like they're going to be all out protected, but the protection is this: they know that if something goes bump in the night. Dude's willing to put himself on the line. He's willing to go out there and thug it out and fight it out and aggressively, physically. We're talking about the primal nature, right? Before we had houses and shit, right? The one who goes out there and physically can kill is the one who can protect you. If there's a fucking bear and I got a pocket knife, yeah. my wife ain't expected to go there. She's expecting me to go after this bear with a pocket knife. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. 
right? But he's so, right. And from a woman's standpoint, we do absolutely uh, attribute like masculinity. And sometimes it's pseudo masculinity. Pookie and Ray Ray, there may be guys that ain't even hard, but they have this pseudo masculinity as if, you know, and it provides a, a, um, a, a false sense of security for a lot of women. That's my point. I, so it does provide that false sense of security. And so yeah. you feel, wow, this guy will keep me safe if somebody, you know, disrespects me in the middle of the street. I'm not going to uh -huh. have to worry about him calling the cops and the cops taking however it's, long to get here. I'm going to have to worry about you, him. When you see a, a, a you know, let's say, a, you know, an IT guy who is wearing glasses and he maybe kind of have a scrawny build or, you know, he may look small in stature and, you know, you don't really think of, oh, he's going to be able to physically protect me as a woman, you know, and that's why we hear a lot of times in this space about women looking over men who are five foot three or, you know, kind of like this heightism that women have. But I, I'm going to tell you, that's one of our strongest basic needs is the need to feel security, to, to, to um, uh, um, obtain security from our partner. So like as women, we want to feel protected. And sometimes we can't identify the fact that this is pseudo masculinity. If somebody comes busting, you know, Pookie about to run for the hills, you know what I mean? because of the way he carries himself as if he's confident. He has all this bravado and, you know, ain't nobody gonna mess with you when I'm around. Like, and women kind of fall for that and like, oh, you know, it makes me feel safe. Hey, no, no, see, Rose, I, I totally agree. And uh, this, this is a little bit off topic, but to Leanna Thomas, you causing a lot of commotion in the chat. Just come up on the panel, man, because- yeah, like, I see Leanna going in. The, Leanna, you are certainly welcome to join us if you want to speak your piece on the panel, sis. Feel free to hit the link and come up and join us. I just dropped a fresh new link in here, so. I do have a question for the fellas. So I asked a question earlier um, to uh, Ms. Tara Lynn Nicole, and the question was in relation to women uh, miscalculating their SMB. So she said that, you know, she doesn't believe that women overvalue themselves. Um, when we first talked about the incident regarding Miss Average at Best, I talked about um, one's inherent value versus sexual market value, and they're completely different. And I do think as women, we do get caught up in like, you know, a man, like think, feeling like a man is trying to tell us that we're not valuable because he sees us as a four or five or six or whatever. But do right. you guys personally think that women overvalue themselves as it relates to their sexual market value? Well, absolutely. Um, I, I think I've told this on the panel before. I, I was dating a girl who, like, you know, in my eyes, she was about maybe a six, six and a half. But the reason why I was dating her, because she was she was a really, really good woman. And uh, I kind of did this experiment. I said, like, you know, I'm curious because I know what my experience is like on Tinder and Bumble. I wonder what your experience would be like. So she took a couple pictures. She actually created a Tinder profile. Literally within 24 hours, she had 15 matches. And and that's and that's in one day, and that's just on one app. And wow. she's like, you know, she's better than average, but mm -hmm. she's definitely not a nine or a ten. But oh, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it'd be but, like that, especially on those dating apps. Well, well, yeah, I mean, and, oh, yeah. and I've actually had girls that I've dated when I was like, you know, maybe twenty five. Literally, 
they told me they were like, they've literally been single for maybe a week and they have hundreds and hundreds of matches. And literally I had one girl pull out her phone. I mean, white chicks, beautiful and everything like that. But she literally put out her phone and she said, Dennis, I chose you out of the hundreds and hundreds of matches. She, she And she showed them to me. And this isn't just a week. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, of course, like, you know, women, a lot of, women, a lot of women. It's like a meat market. Like, no, most, no. most of those matches are, they're looking to kind of hook up. Yeah, yeah. But 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 here's the thing, C-Rose. For some reason, uh, a lot of women don't, a lot of women can't separate the attention. They can't separate the fact that some, that a lot of guys are just matching with them just, just for short term casual. But but, but what mm-hmm. they do is they misequate that with saying, okay, well, if I can get all these guys short-term, that means that these guys are long-term options or these guys will marry me. Ooh, and yeah, that's being correct. And, and so, yeah. So uh, what it does is it, it, it definitely, it just literally, I mean, you have six, sixes walking around thinking that they're nines and tens. And here's the thing, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, us, the funny thing is, we talk about this in the black manosphere. If you even go over to the white manosphere, they talk about the same things. I mean, you ever heard of Ro Tomasi, Tom Likas, Aaron Clary? They all talk yeah. about the same thing. Of course. So yeah, I mean, of yeah, the, the more options that a woman have, the more the more inflated her ego is going to be. But she, again, she, a lot mm-hmm. of them forget that a lot of these guys don't want anything long term. But uh, most women can't separate sort of that attention that they're getting. You know what? That's a good point, Dennis. And um, I do also want to let you answer the question really, uh, too. I just want to read the super chat really quickly. And there was another comment that Danny had just highlighted. And it was in relation to Pookie and Ray Ray. Okay, I'll let you answer it. Um, Pookie and Ray Ray building Wakanda. I want to say as a woman, a lot we're typically going to be people, period, who are not having all their needs met. You're more focused on your own immediate needs than you are with the needs of the community. For example, if you have a person who is homeless and they come to a, um, they, they have like a, you know, they're having food lines, a soup kitchen, and the person is eating in abundance, you can't tell that person, well, they're starving people in Africa or save some for the next person and think that they're really going to be concerned about the next person because they're concerned about, you know, number one, immediate gratification, and number two, having their own basic needs met. We're f- so focused on having, we don't feel protected and secure in our own community. So we're not focused on whether or not they're going to build the community. That we're just trying to, you know, um, get that sense of protection, uh, you know, that and that immediate gratification that we can get from being with this person who seems like he will provide protection for us. Okay, I'll shut up after I, I read uh, Leo super chat. He says, um, being able to reject a ton of men trying to sleep with them typically makes women feel like they're even more attractive than they are. Hmm. Okay, Leo. Okay, sorry about that. I know I get um, I was kind of going in, but uh, is it Blue Blazer? Um, you want to yes, go ma'am. ahead and respond. So to the SMV, um, and uh, Bronze Dip, you answered this, and uh, you definitely answered it from a woman's perspective. Yes, uh, nobody can tell me, you know, my value. But then if a man tries to approach you and he ain't got a certain income level, you're gonna be like, nigga, you a four, get out of here. But Here's how it is, right? Because I actually heard this. Someone was saying, you know, the woman, uh, like, let's use the average of best, right? She's a five, physically, is is what she said. She's average, right? Now, then a lot of women were like, well, you got to take into account, you know, she's done this and she's got six figures. Here's the reason. And actually, I'll make this even more of a point. So my wife, 
works for the US government. And I tell her to her face, your degrees and your position do not matter to me. Because at the end of the day, it goes like this. And women, I want you to understand this. Your value has nothing to do with the money. You making an income and you having these businesses, that's great. But the men you're seeking, for example, a man on a, on, on a Kevin Samuels level, you know, give a damn about your money, number one. Number two, you're going into it with the intent of that I make $100,000 as a woman, but my intent is when I get with this man, I make zero dollars because he's supposed to take care of everything. Right. And men I, want you to know, do a lot of you guys say that, but I don't know a lot of women, I, especially black women, who don't go into marriages with the intent of being a stay-at-home wife and mother. I don't or know a lot of women. Anything who, to the bills, right. right. I don't know a lot of women who actually think that they don't have to do anything as far as taking care of a household um, as it relates to the marriage. Um, I do know some women who may have had the option of whether or not they didn't have to work, but they probably had a supplemental income. But I don't know a whole lot of women who don't um, contribute to their households, period. No, 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 and no, I no, kind of, no, it's no, like, no, no, no. Let, let me just say this, because I noticed that men will throw this out there. Well, men don't care about how much money you make. And I'll say that at a certain level, at a certain level, um, a man doesn't care. But if a man is making six figures, and let's just say he's at a hundred thousand, right? And let's say she's bringing in 50 to 60, um, I'm pretty, pretty sure um, most people want a decent life. Uh, nowadays, to have a decent life, generally uh, a two-income uh, home is required. It, but, but hold on, Sister Joy. That's great, but if I'm making a hundred grand. Most black people live above their means. Most black people live above their means. They don't be trying well, that's to live too. like they got to making 300000 <laughs> <laughs> You do but have a the concrete. Right. If I'm making 100000 Sister George, and you're making 50, I've already able to provide that comfortable life. Your extra 50 going out to work, that's cool. But your intent is not to come in and add your 50 to my 100. Your intent is, wow, that man's making 100 grand. He's a good provider. Let me get with him so he can be a provider. The issue lies in this. So it, wait a minute. Let, so let me just make sure I'm, I understand. Yeah. Do you think the majority, because there have been stats that came out now, it may not be for every age range, but do you think that the majority of women that are married get to keep all of their money? Uh, no, the majority of women who are married do not get to keep all of their money. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you're, you're, you're looking at the result. I'm looking at the intent. For example, um, premeditated murder. Right. So I intended on murdering somebody versus this guy just runs up on me, tries to beat me down and then I stab him in the neck. Well, that's not I didn't intend to murder him. Right. But if I'm like, oh, that guy's got a gold chain, I'm going to stab him in the neck and take his chain. I intended to do so. So women's intent is not to go into the marriage and have to earn an income. And it shouldn't be. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with intending to be taken care of. That should be your position, right? Well, you should. 
here, here's the thing. Let me let me get in here because uh, Sister George, I, th- I, I think th- this is what we're trying to say. When men say that your money doesn't matter, we're not 100 percent saying that it means absolutely nothing. But what we're saying is, is that's not the most important reason why I'm with you. And if okay. you, you, even if you go back to the Kevin, um, um, the, the chick, when she did the follow up interview with the with the with the, the other the other woman, she says um, she said that, like, you know, she doesn't want to have to pay for dates and stuff like that. But I, I think it's funny because I'm just like, well, wait a minute. You make six figures. You can't pay for a hundred dollar dinner date. You want you you want to date a man who pay. You want to date a man who pay who makes six figures when and you make six figures. But you don't want to have to pay for the dates no, and stuff that like that. It doesn't make she sense. She was saying she dated guys who basically were using her, who were bums, who she had to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. But well, women, I mean, that's, she was that's, dating that's, guys who wanted her to pay for studio time and dates. Right. Uh, <laughs> so no. <laughs> so I mean, but I just got to clear that up because. When we say that, we're not saying that, you know, your money means absolutely nothing. We're saying, I mean, I mean, six figures goes a long way. Like, you know, I, I don't know where people got this whole notion because a lot of people also forget this. Six figures means a hundred K to $999,999. That's a lot of money. I don't, I don't know who, who doesn't think that's a lot of money? But, Everybody downplaying it like it's only six figures, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you know what? And I've I've noticed a lot of women say that six figures is not any money, and I'm like, you guys sound so freaking retarded when you if say you live stuff in New like York, that. It ain't no money, baby. I live in Atlanta. No, it's, no, it's no. Still it, it's still, it's still, it's still more money than most people earn. Without within the United States, if you're if African American, right? Yeah, and, and it's even less for African Americans. So to sit around and say that six figures isn't any money, no, don't say that. It, it just sounds retarded to me. Like, come on, man. Right, yeah. and, and no. Sister George, again, I, I think the biggest thing that a lot of men have a problem with is is we don't have a problem with making the six figures. We have a problem with the intent of a girl getting with us or a woman getting with us and that be the first thing that's on their checklist. That's the biggest thing. It's, it's the intent behind it. Because um, uh, Shannon Sharp said that's this too. Valid. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Shannon Sharp said that. Shannon Sharp said, I'm looking for a woman to date. I'm not looking for somebody to sponsor. If you listen to all of these women on these level up channels, I mean, I'm not going to give any any content creators any publicity, but I mean, we all know like these level up channels, these get the bag channels, you know, even on Kevin Samuels, it sounds like they, they want to be sponsored. They don't want a relationship. They don't actually don't want mm-hmm. to get to know the man. They're just look. they're literally just looking at the man as exactly. a piggyback. They're leading. Yep, they're leading with the fact that he has to um, make six figures. But we did get a super chat, and I want to hear from Tara what she thinks on on this specific right. part of the conversation because she hasn't said anything. Baby, <laughs> um, Tara, let us sit back and watch, honey. Listen, I want to hear yeah. what because I, I I heard she put that out there how she you know kind of uh, refrains from speaking, but um, she does definitely seem objective and. This is a topic that we've talked about a lot since the Average at Best video came out, and they've heard all of our thoughts on the topic, so we want to hear what you have to say. But um, Lord Mm -hmm. Anders says, every chick that calls into Kevin Samuel's show calls in with 
100K in student loans, then say they don't want to work. Make it make sense, please. Um, yeah, no, you know, I agree with that. I, I think that even when, as a woman, typically as Black women, um, being that we're the, the largest group of degrees or new degrees, um, a lot of times we do have a lot of student debt attached to those degrees. So even if we're making $100,000, we may have $150,000 in student debt. Not to say yep. that she does, because I don't know. I mean, she has a pet grooming business. You don't have to have a degree to create a pet grooming business. But a lot of, a lot of women do tend to come with, you know, a large, a massive amount of debt. And, you know, you're wanting to marry and, you know, that debt becomes... Um, well, it's not community because that was debt that you incurred prior to the marriage, but still he would um, likely be paying probably more bills and or helping you pay that student loan debt down. So something to consider. But um, Bro Curlin says, he says, yeah, it's like I said a couple weeks ago. It's not that her money is worthless. It's an added bonus. The intangibles are where a woman's value is. Say that, Bro Curlin. Mm -hmm. Say it, say it, Thank say you, it. Babe. Um, and then Miss Terrellin. So. What are your thoughts? I'm going to keep it real brief. I think the part that doesn't sit well with the man is the entitlement aspect. A woman feeling as if she's entitled uh, to said treatment and that you are obligated to give it to her. I feel like if the entitlement is removed from the situation, then they would have no problems with it. You have a lot of people who feel they are entitled to receive treatment based on what 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 terms, like what 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 are you really providing? So what I see just personally is this is the entitlement. They don't really have a problem providing. It's just the entitlement behind it. You know, if you feel like, why? Why do you feel like I'm entitled to give this to you based upon what grounds? Agreed. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head. Just like just like uh just like you said, I mean, um, men don't have a problem providing. Um, like you know, if we've run across a woman who we deem is, is worth it, but it, it's it's the entitlement. It's it's why do you think that you deserve because also, I mean, and we we just gotta be we just gotta keep this one hundred too. We, we've been ignoring something and a lot of people haven't talked about this. This is just my opinion. This is just like, you know, my life experience. But a black man reaching six figures and a white man reaching six figures is kind of two different things, because from my experience of what I mm -hmm. had to go through, um, like, you know, going through the education kids system, the school system, like it, it's different. And so I think that a lot of women, especially a lot of black women, maybe they, they fail to take that into consideration that a black man making six figures and a white or an Asian man making six figures is, is just different. And I think that that's something that um, people good just point. aren't talking about. We don't about. think about what goes into it. Good, good point, Dennis. I agree. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. Sure, it to took about. me to get to 115 this year. I'm trying to get to 122 and collected premium so I can become an elite insurance agent this year and qualify for the million dollar round table. But that involves me going out there collecting $122,000 worth of premium for the company. So far I'm at 115. So if anybody got a quick $10,000 IRA or something, help a brother out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but uh, shout out to Lord Commander for another super chat. He says, bingo, we want to provide, but the entitlement throws us back. Imagine you wait, you waitress, your waitress demanding a $50 tip before you sit down to eat. Child. <laughs> um, well, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're going to give Dennis and Blue Blazer a chance to have their final thoughts. And then we're going to give it over to Miss Nicole. Um, what are your final thoughts, Dennis? Yeah, so uh, shout out to everybody on the panel. Um, appreciate the, the discussion. Um, I think uh, one thing that we sort of forget is, is um, we know that women have have taken on like you know more provider roles more independent i can do it all myself like you know sort of things which which is fine which is cool um but if you want to sort of be in that leadership or i guess you can say dominant role um with that role becomes uh comes um performing and you what you can't do is you can't you can't say, well, like, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to perform with my man or I don't want to live up to his expectations. I don't want to bring bring anything, bring anything to the table when it comes to relationships or marriage. But um, when I go and I get my paycheck, then I can perform for my boss and act right. It, 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 if you're going to take on a leadership role more as women, you also have to perform when it comes to your relationships, too. I, I, I don't understand why, like, you know, this is such a huge thing for most women to hear. It's just like, like, you know, you you can't expect to just have the man just fall. The, the man of your dreams, the the high value six figure men, you know, you have to you have to be able to perform for them, too. You also have to compete for them, too. You can't just compete at your workplace. Um, and then not compete when it comes to relationships and, and marriage. And I think that a lot of women are starting to um, starting to get that and understand if, if that means that, you know, they have to be single until they're 40, 50 years old. I mean, well, like, you know, that's just going to have to be uh, they, they just may have to learn the hard way. But like, you know, now that, quote unquote, the world is becoming equal and that, like, you know, men and women are roughly on the same playing field. Um you're going to have to perform when it comes to your relationships. And that's one of the things that men we've known uh, ever since we were born is it's like, you know, we have to perform, we have to compete. And it's not just performing and competing just at our jobs or with the other, uh, with other men. Now it's actually, we have to compete <laughs> against women too. So um, I think that like, you know, as far as coming to a solution and everything like that, I think that this space is really making a lot of uh, uh, progression and uh, it's something that I like to see, but um like you know they're they're you're gonna to have to compete for your men too and uh especially a lot of men are recognizing the space well like you know a lot of men are just leaving from the table so um if that's going to be something if, if you really do value your men um you're going to have to come back to the table and um if you don't well i mean the life and society is just going to move on so that's all i gotta say peace thank okay. you dennis um, thank you so much you. dennis Absolutely. Um, special um, shout out to, uh, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, you finish up. Uh, thank you. I was just thanking Dennis. Um, his commentary is always welcome. 
Um, he, we, he, you know, um, complimented Miss um, Carolyn Nicole for being balanced, but he typically provides a pretty balanced perspective too. Um, you know, he's a man, so you know, there are certain things that he takes, you know, um, pretty firm stance on, but he definitely typically provides a pretty balanced viewpoint and he is uh, always does very well at articulating his points and supporting them with, you know, logical um, arguments. So we appreciate you and thank you for joining us, Dennis. And then we got a super chat from Nuruddin. He says he is right. Kevin Kelly of Kitchens and Cocktails was disrespected by black women in his own restaurant. And yet they still want him to build. Wow. Thank you, Nerdine. We appreciate you. Mm. Um, and then Blue Blazer. Um, once again, thank you, ladies, uh, for having me up here. Um, I appreciate it. I'd like to have your input. Um, I'll probably let my wife get on with you. Well, not let her, but ask her to get on with y'all um, one day. She doesn't really get into the social media too much. Um, I want to say this, and I think this conversation actually helped to bring this whole gender war, whatever, forward. First of all, I'm not red pill. I'm not blue pill. I'm not black pill, not pink pill. I'm no pill. So I'm a little well, different. You would technically be considered a blue pill or purple pill since you're married, but that's just, never mind. I'm over here. Okay. Nah, I, I feel you. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm no pill. So <laughs> um, that's the way I look at it. But at the at, at, one thing that I see is entitlement, and I see it on both ends. So Miss um, Bronze Gold Boutique brought it up that the men have the issue with women being feeling entitled to, uh, you know, protection and provision. But men realize that uh, y'all come out here looking entitled too. Just because you make it to six figures don't mean you get the woman, okay? Um, you still might lack that quote unquote swag. And yes, that swag is important or that swagger or that style or that je ne sais quoi. You might not know how to talk to the woman to turn her on mentally and physically. You need to work on those things. But the, the, the biggest thing of all is find somebody who works for you, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, she don't, and, and these lists, fellas get rid of these lists, ladies get rid of these lists. Um, I, I hear too many guys, oh, she got to be, you know, she has to have these breasts and this butt, and no waist and da, da, da. Okay, well then, I homeboy, I hope you're making $6 million because you got to pay for that. You're not? Okay, so sit down. So, gentlemen, again, it belongs to us. And here's why I say that. When you become married, that woman does not, a woman and again, this is why I said y'all not gonna like, the women ain't gonna like me either. I'm gonna have to get a security detail. The woman is your property, for lack of a better term. At the end of the day, she is no longer, for example, my wife is not her last name. She is now Mrs. Blue Blazer. M-R-S, meaning misters, meaning belonging to Mr. Blue mm. Blazer. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what mm -hmm. it is. So at the end of the day, brothers, you got to realize this woman becomes your property. A woman has... No last name. She either has her father's last name or her husband's last name. So that's one point. Number two comes to the age. St I, there's a young man out here who's wasting the hell out of a woman's time. And I got so railroaded by a bunch of gentlemen because I said, see, young nigga, I should come take your bitch. And 
all the men got mad at me. And I was like, well, y'all understand we're in this age, 37 to you know 50, where we're saying we want these young virile 20 something year old women. And then this nigga sitting here wasting her time because he ain't married to her yet. So I'm about to, you know, come at him like it is what it is. <laughs> I should be got happy a, a good woman took me and dusted me off. Yes, yeah, she Thank did you. dust me off. She, she, she dusted me off after I started making my money and then we we encountered each other. Um, but thank you, madam. Um, so at any rate, man, get off the entitlement. Um, stop thinking that because, you know, you've made it to a certain level that shit's supposed to fall at your feet. Because at the end of the day, just like I said here, right, I'm in, in an elite position as a salesperson in insurance and financial services, right? I'm hedging toward the elites. My homeboy was like, oh, you're at 115,000. They can't let you in? No, because I have to be at 122,000. And that's just the qualifying level, right? So then there are people who are leaps and bounds ahead of me who are at 763,000, which is the top of the table. So am I going to say that I'm on the same level as those dudes when I'm at 115,000 for the year? No. So men realize just because you got there, there's other men who are at that level too. So it doesn't just make the woman fawn over you. Um, with that, peace and black power. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Blue Blazer. Um, you got to bring the wife through here sometime so uh, we can hear from her as well. But thank you for joining yeah, the please show. Do. Um, Tara Lynn, this has been one of the most pleasant, balanced interviews I think we've done on the Agreed. show. Really? Yes, I, yes, I really enjoyed, I really, really, really enjoyed. This is really good, really good, really balanced. Um, not over the top, not crazy or anything. Like it was <laughs> real good, real good. Like I'm happy that we we were like, you know, we should interview her. Be an interesting thing to um hear from um your perspective, um because I feel like you have a unique view. Um, of what mating and dating has kind of turned into into the 21st century. So, I, I think it. I, I, I'm glad we we made it made the decision to to get you on. Um, this so is great, I. really great. So am I. Like I am very honored that uh, to be on your panel. I did not expect this. I did not expect the the, the discussion to be on this level. And I did yeah. not expect the energy, but I am very pleased with it. And I'm very happy that we finally got together and agreed upon a time to get this done. I really enjoyed this. I truly enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Good, good, good. Um, do you have any fine um concrete? What are your what are your thoughts? Well, um, no, I agree. Thank you so much for joining us. Definitely enjoyed the conversation. Hope you come back to visit us because. You definitely yes. provide a very balanced perspective. And as you can see, the men in this space even enjoy it. And uh, right. And they, honey, they rough. They are hard. They're, are they? they're a tough crowd. What? Yeah, listen, they are a tough crowd. Like they, yeah, they, they aren't, um, they can be some piranhas, uh, but um, <laughs> they even enjoyed it. And they complimented you several times for having a balanced perspective. But um, yes, I, appreciate I appreciate it. it. I, I, 
yeah, I enjoyed the dialogue. Um, I think that, you know, you giving your perspective and even those that were outside of those that um, are, that the people subscribe to in this space, the, the way that you present your arguments and how balanced you are and how even when met with op uh, opposing arguments that, you know, you can kind of take it in stride and understand where they were coming from and just, you know, remain respectful. I loved everything about this interview. It was super dope. Yes. And thank you. Thank you for joining us. My, it is a pleasure. So thank you for having me. Okay. But you make sure you come back and holler at us. Right. Anytime. Um, we do a weekly show. Um, okay. Um, our shows usually air on Wednesdays at 5.35-ish PM Wednesdays, depending on what we but between 5 5 30 yeah, wednesday evening show and then um a sunday afternoon show we typically do okay yeah okay great yeah so you be sure to uh come back through um i mean if black wolf is pleased honey i know we have made an impact because i he know about everything oh, man. I, i'm almost <laughs> about to fall out of my chair um I honey we it. It. yeah i'm really in shock i don't know if it's the if it's the picture, Charlie. <laughs> I finally got that picture. You talking about my picture? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I finally got it to come up after two hours. What did you say now? The Even king the of colorism. colorism down there. And he's excited. So, yeah. That, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> well, thank so, you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everyone that's listening. Uh, it was definitely a make sure y'all go and subscribe to the page. Uh, definitely um, go. It's yes, we have her uh link posted up, it should be pinned at the top of the comments. But if it is not pinned, um, then it is definitely in the description box. So, um, y'all make sure y'all go join the group. Um, she said it's like 90% of y'all looking for love, so what a place to start. Um, shout out to Nuradine. <laughs> um, he says, well, when they start disrespecting those high value black men, those women of other cultures are taking them and saying to you, I got my good black man. Mm, that's what they say. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, guys, uh, thank you so much to everybody who came through. Thank you for everybody who came through on the Definitely. panel. And thank you to everybody who came through in the chat. Y'all cut up in the chat so bad. Ooh, I mean, child. acting like, oh, Lord have mercy. Acting like baby kids. Baby, y'all don't do number show out. But uh, thank you to y'all. Y'all still my some of my favorite people. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Concrete, what you got? That's all I got. Um, we that's that's pretty much all I got. Thank you to everybody who joined. Um, very good conversation. I had never uh yes. conversed with um blue blazer he came with some real dynamic points even through the technical difficulties um thank you to everybody who joined the panel and everybody who super chatted us and everybody in the chat um we appreciate y'all and we will see y'all next wednesday yep um chaos rain we're ending the stream right about now.